After a slew of commitments this past week, many fans have wondered who could be the next player to pledge to Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. And when you look closely enough, I think it's pretty easy to tell who that player might be. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And before we get into this Tuesday edition of Locked On Gamecocks, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. This past weekend, Shane Beamer tweeted his patented welcome home tweet on Twitter, which is used to signify to South Carolina's fan base that South Carolina's football program is soon to welcome a new member to the Gamecock family. And obviously, with all the excitement and bustle of this past week, with the Gamecock securing four total commitments, many fans have been wondering who could be the newest pledge for South Carolina. Well, Shane Beamer already offered one subtle hint in his tweet because he had the hashtag 24 ever to thee, which is sort of the hashtag that the entire recruiting staff is using for all of the targets that they have on their 2024 recruiting board. So looking beyond that and looking at a few other things, I think that it is pretty easy to see that Maceo Bennett, it seems like, is soon going to be a South Carolina Gamecock. Now, obviously, while there's nothing official to confirm this, when looking at what all has happened in just the past few days, I think that you could see where the signs are pointing to in this recruitment. Because while this welcome home was posted by Shane Beamer this past weekend, Maceo Bennett apparently also was on a visit to South Carolina. And this was after he was originally supposed to visit the Florida State Seminoles this past weekend. And with the weekend coming to a close, one of Florida State's 24-7 sports writers actually put in a crystal ball prediction for Mazio Bennett to commit to South Carolina. And then to top it all off, Mazio Bennett took to Twitter on Monday evening and posted, quote, I'm fixing to shock the world, which in a cryptic way seems to imply that Mazio Bennett is getting ready to make some sort of announcement. And with everything else that's just been mentioned, you have to believe that it very well could be a commitment from Mazio Bennett. And another reason why it might be safe to assume that Mazio Bennett is South Carolina's next football commitment is the clear relationship and comfortability that he has with this football program and the staff as a whole. Phil Kornblut did an article on Monday regarding the latest on Mazio Bennett and Blake Frank's recruitment. And 
Specifically, when talking about Mazio Bennett, Phil Kornblut got a excerpt from his high school football coach in Greg Porter, who had the following to say about Mazio Bennett on his visit to South Carolina and sort of how the whole process has been between both him and South Carolina's coaching staff, saying, quote, I think he had a great time. It was a really positive experience. I think Shane Beamer and his coaching staff have done a tremendous job in recruiting him. I think they have been very consistent, especially since he decommitted from the Tennessee situation. I think they just showed the young man what love is all about and what family is all about. Now, obviously, he did not say one way or another whether or not Maceo Bennett was leaning considerably towards committing to South Carolina, but it's obviously a very good sign, the words that are coming out from his own high school football coach in regards to how the relationship has sort of been manifested up to this point between both Mazio Bennett and Shane Beamer and this offensive coaching staff. And speaking of visits, he's only visited South Carolina now nine times in the recruiting process, which is by far the most out of all the teams that he has had on his offer list up to this point. Now, Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that Maziel Bennett does wind up committing to South Carolina at the end of the day. If he does commit to the Gamecocks, Maziel Bennett, in my opinion, becomes the most important commitment to this point in the 2024 recruiting class. Obviously, getting Cam Pringle, getting Michael Smith, Wendell Gregory, and Dante Reno have all been fantastic additions to this football program. And they're all quite talented prospects. But in terms of importance, if you added Maceo Bennett to that group, I automatically think that he would arise to the top of that list. Because here's the thing. We talked about this on the show before. South Carolina is going to undergo a mass exodus of experienced star power at the receiver position after the 2023 season. As the main rotation is expected to consist of Antoine Wells Jr., Amarian Brown, Dakarion Joyner, Xavier Leggett, and Memphis transfer wide receiver Eddie Lewis. And between those five guys, up to this point in their career, they have appeared in 181 games and have started 97 total games. If you take these five wide receivers out from the wide receiver room, Everyone else has only appeared in four games collectively at the receiver position. You could throw it into the 27 games if you count Peyton Mangrum's special team starts, which obviously a little bit different from being on the offensive side of the ball for a consistent portion of a football game. So the point being is the Gamecocks are in desperate need of wide receiver help. It's not a matter of if they should get guys at this position. It's a matter of who can they get at this position? They must get high school talent, and Maceo Bennett would be a great start here. The other reason why Maceo Bennett would become the most important commitment to this class would be the fact that this guy, in terms of his skill set and everything that he offers, he has a combination of tenacious run blocking, explosive athleticism, and playmaking competitive fire that, in my opinion, could very well make him Antoine Wells Jr. 2.0 except for he's even faster than Antoine. That's not meant as a shot at Antoine, of course, because Antoine has done phenomenal so far in Columbia. I think Maceo Bennett, though, has a ton of potential. And honestly, 
I never bring up Clemson when it comes to these recruitments, but I will just say this. It baffles me that Clemson has not offered Mazio Bennett, and he is as close as he is to their campus. Baffles me. He's been offered by Alabama. He's been offered by Georgia. South Carolina has been going after him, of course. Tennessee has offered him. He's gotten offers from Miami and other historic programs. And Clemson is right there in his backyard, and they haven't even offered him. Again, I normally don't bring that up, but thinking about it earlier, it, I just cannot really fathom that fact. So the point being, Maisie Open as a prospect would bring a lot to the table. And honestly, if he comes to South Carolina, there's really no question in my mind, he would see the field in year one. More than likely, I would be willing to say that he would be a starter in year one. So needless to say, He'd be a great get for South Carolina. And based on everything that has happened in the last couple of days and few months, honestly, it would be maybe a bit surprising if this next official pledge for the 2024 class isn't Mazio Bennett. Now, speaking of recruiting and looking ahead, the Gamecocks have dispensed an offer to a quarterback from the 2025 recruiting class, only their second overall quarterback offer. But this one is a little bit different. And we're going to talk about why that's the case in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on in FanDuel because they are the number one sports book in America. They have so many great features that make betting on sports both fun and easy. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads, even to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets Win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing, all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The South Carolina Gamecocks dispensed an offer to Quarterback A.J. Brand out of Irmo High School on Monday. Now, this offer is important for a couple of different reasons. Firstly, the Gamecocks have not dispensed too many offers up to this point in the 2025 recruiting class. They've only dispensed two quarterback offers now officially. One to a quarterback out of Alabama that looks like he's going to be an Alabama lean considering the fact that the Crimson Tide has offered him and the second one now to A.J. Brand. But here's the reason why this offer is a little bit different. South Carolina, as we have all noticed now, especially starting with the 2023 class and continuing into the 2024 class, has really started to get back to 
what they once used to be in this state, which was a program that, you know, didn't just pick off a couple of different players at one time. South Carolina used to be a football program that could really lock down the state's borders and keep the best prospects within the state here at home. And it's very clear and evident that Shane Beamer and this coaching staff are trying to continue this trend. They are trying to continue to build up these relationships with these local high school football programs, the coaches, the administrators, everybody that you can shake a hand and talk to. That is what you have to do because that is how you're going to potentially land some of these prospects, especially ones that after a couple of years of development at the high school level, turn into some of the better players in the entire country at their position. Now, I'm not obviously going to put that kind of expectation on A.J. Brand out of Irmo High School, but the fact that he plays just 19 minutes away from williams Bryce Stadium at Irmo and his dad happens to be the head coach of Irmo High School's football team, I think that that could play a very big role here in this recruitment. And it's very clear that considering how early this offer is, South Carolina likes what they see in A.J. Brand. So what kind of prospect is A.J.? Well, A.J., from what I can tell watching his film, is an athletic quarterback that possesses both a really solid arm in terms of his arm strength, and he has the ability to put touch on his passes, which is something that you do not see with too many high school quarterbacks. When looking at his overall film notes from just his sophomore season at Irmo High School, the things that sort of stood out to me, getting back to the arm, A.J. Brand has an absolute cannon. I just mentioned he's only a sophomore in high school, which means he's 15 or 16 years old right now. He can already throw the football 50-plus yards down the field. Again, you do not see that too much with kids at this age. He also throws the ball consistently in stride with his wide receivers. His ball placement is impeccable. And he can't just throw the ball accurately within the pocket. He can also throw the football accurately while he is moving outside the pocket, on the run, off-platform, and when you talk about modern-day quarterbacks, coaches are usually looking for athletic quarterbacks that can maneuver their way outside the pocket, but also be able to make some throws while being a little bit off-balance, because with the way the game has gotten with just how fast and how physical today's age of football players are, you need a quarterback that can handle dealing with all of those facets of the game for an entire 60 minutes. And A.J. Brand is a kid that, based on what I saw, he can do that. He also is already advanced in terms of some of his pocket presence skills because he already knows that when the pocket is collapsing, the first thing that he needs to try to do is to step up within the pocket, not try to move laterally because while he might be able to get away with moving laterally outside the pocket now and being able to scramble for a bunch of yards at one time, when he gets to the college ranks, especially if he does wind up playing in the SEC, if he winds up playing for South Carolina, you're not going to be able to get away with that all the time. Unless you are just a rare athlete in the same breath of Michael Vick or maybe a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray, you're not going to be able to get away with just taking off at any given moment when you get on to college. So... A.J. Brand, he's already a kid that, in terms of his pocket presence, he's someone that the staff, I think, has to be intrigued by in that aspect. 
He can put both zip, touch, and loft on his passes, depending on where his receiver is going, how much space they got, and just how much time he's got left to throw the football. And again, that's something else you just do not see. I think you can understand where I'm getting at with A.J. Brand here. This is someone that is way advanced for his age and for the competition that he is playing right now. And Irma High School is playing for a football, which is the second highest classification of football in the state of South Carolina. They are playing some decent competition here. It's not like he's playing in a private school league and he's playing against kids that are just completely outmatched here. And the fact that he is a coach's son, I think, makes A.J. Brand all the more an intriguing prospect. Because the thing is, when you are dealing with the son of a coach, There's a learning curve when it comes to sort of how to carry yourself throughout the day, how to carry yourself off the field, how to prepare mentally for the game. That learning curve is shortened to a significant degree when you're dealing with the son of a football coach. South Carolina, of course, has seen this before. Connor Shaw, the winningest quarterback in school history, never lost a game at home. He was the son of a high school football coach. Dante Reno, South Carolina's 2024 quarterback commitment, and likely the only one for that class. He is the son of a football coach. These guys are just a little bit different in terms of how they are wired. So, needless to say, I went through all these film notes to convey to y'all that A.J. Brand is going to be a prospect to watch moving forward. He's for the 2025 class, so it's going to be a pretty good while before he's got to actually sign the dotted line. But South Carolina offering him again, I think, tells you that this staff is not just offering him just because he happens to be a close nearby prospect that's easy to scout. I think they're offering him because they see some potential here with A.J. Brand as a future player here at South Carolina. And I would not be surprised now that the staff has offered him if there isn't some other Power 5 schools that decide to come on down to Irmo and check out the kid for themselves. So A.J. Brand, a quarterback name to watch for the 2025 recruiting class. All right, before we continue our conversation regarding the latest recruiting news for South Carolina's football program, first of all, if you're still watching or listening to today's show at this point, I want to thank you so much for being tuned in. Greatly appreciate all the support that you show to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. If you want future alerts and notifications on any of our regular shows or maybe any spontaneous live shows that we do at times here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, be sure to subscribe and click the bell on YouTube and also be sure to give us a follow and hit the bell for notifications on your audio listening podcast app. All right. Now, let's talk about Xavion Hardy. Now, this is a prospect that we have not really talked about much recently on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and that's because there's been some stuff going on regarding Xavion Hardy and whether or not he's going to wind up in South Carolina's recruiting class at the end of the day here for the 2023 cycle. So, To preface the recent developments with some of the oldest information here, Phil Kornblut reported back in December around early National Signing Day that Xavion Hardy was dealing with issues with the NCAA Clearinghouse. Basically, some of the final paperwork, I think, that he had to submit in order for, I guess, any national letter of intent to be officially validated and finalized. But one way or another, it did not work out. So he wasn't able to sign during the early National Signing Day period. So we've now gotten all the way to late January, and National Signing Day is now going to be taking place tomorrow. 
In terms of whether or not he's going to sign this time around, Hardy tweeted late last week that he would be signing on National Signing Day, which might sound like good news initially. However, Phil Kornblut of Sports Talk Media Network tweeted out on Monday regarding a conversation that he had with Xavion Hardy's high school football coach that while Xavion is going to sign on Wednesday, it likely is not going to be with South Carolina. And apparently, he has several junior college options that are on the table here for the next couple of years. So what this all basically means here is that there seems to be a strong possibility now that Xavion Hardy will not end up being a part of the 2023 recruiting class for South Carolina. And the takeaway I have really from all this is if this is indeed how things play out, it's obviously going to stink that Xavion Hardy cannot come to South Carolina, at least for the time being. And if he does end up a Gamecock, it's going to be through the junior college ranks, which means he'll be somewhere else for the next two years. But in my opinion, this is not necessarily a devastating blow for South Carolina's interior defensive line group. And I'm obviously, please do not misconstrue what I'm saying here. I am not downplaying Xavion Hardy as a prospect. I think Xavion Hardy is a very good athlete, and I certainly think that he would have brought something to the table here if he wound up being a part of this recruiting class. If he still ends up being a part of this recruiting class, I should say, because there is still a possibility. It just doesn't seem to be as likely at this point. But when I look at South Carolina's interior defensive line, I have actually seen some people that have stated that this is a devastating blow for the Gamecocks because, you know, this is a need. This is a position of need for South Carolina. And the thing is, I just cannot get on board with that. I do not think that's the case whatsoever. When you look at South Carolina's interior defensive line for 2023, this group is going to consist of senior Tonka Hemingway, redshirt junior Alex Boogie Huntley, junior Nick Barrett, junior Elijah Davis, who is an early enrollee that's currently with the team already, redshirt sophomore TJ Sanders, and last but not least, true freshman Xavier McLeod. This interior defensive line group is extremely deep, quite literally goes three deep. And I've tweeted this before, but I will say it here for the sake of the podcast listeners and those of you who watch us on YouTube. In my opinion, this group is so deep that despite the fact that Xavier McLeod was Mr. Football for South Carolina in this past recruiting cycle and all the talent that he's obviously going to be bringing to the field, I think that there's actually a good chance that Xavier McLeod could end up redshirting at the end of the day. Again, he does not end up voiding this redshirt unless he plays in four games or more. And I don't think that's a complete guarantee here with what South Carolina's got coming back and what else they have brought in. So needless to say, Xavion Hardy, while again, it really sucks for both him and South Carolina that it doesn't seem like this is going to work out at the end. Xavion Hardy, admittedly, would have been more so like a cherry on top addition to this recruiting class. Not necessarily a, oh geez, if we do not get him, it is going to really derail what this group is going to look like heading into spring practice. Now, if we were talking about the defensive end edge position, that is an entirely different conversation there. But the interior defensive line group is just fine. There's plenty of guys there. There's a ton of talent there. And there's a good amount of experience, good variety of skill sets. 
I don't think that this needs to be a concern for South Carolina fans. Again, I'm not going to make it out like everyone's been saying this, but I have seen some fans that really seem to be worried about the fact that Zayon Hardy is not going to be coming in and where that leaves the interior defensive line group. I think this group's going to be A-OK. And I actually think that this interior defensive line group is the deepest out of all the other position groups on the defensive side of the football for South Carolina heading into this fall. So, again... Looks like that Xavion Hardy will have to go the JUCO route. Obviously, the Gamecocks can sort of reignite that relationship and start the whole process up again once he gets to sort of his second and last year in JUCO. But again, as of this current moment, it at least seems like that that is the route that Xavion Hardy is going to have to take. So... With that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are your thoughts on Mazio Bennett and the likelihood that he could be the next pledge to this 2024 recruiting class? What do you think he would mean to the class in terms of his importance? What are your thoughts about South Carolina's recent offer that they've dispensed to in-state prospect A.J. Brand out of Irmo High School? And lastly, what are your overall opinions on Xavion Hardy and the situation that's unfolded with him and his upcoming signing? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message at a lion underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And also, I thank you once again for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen here today. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college basketball in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and get ready because... National Signing Day will be an interesting one for South Carolina. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>